Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. So we have been talking kind of a lot about artificial intelligence and how it's changing a lot of different aspects of the media landscape. Talk to our colleague, Lukas Stock about what that means in For the... education. Yeah. How do you teach with it or without it? What's the point it? of learning? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one aspect of artificial intelligence that we have not yet covered on this show is what it's doing to voice. So the voice that you're hearing right now from a real human being and the future that we are entering, that we're already in to some extent, is a world of what are called synthesized voices, artificially intelligent voices, or created by artificial intelligence, and they sound very human. Something like Apple or Alexa or uh, yeah, Apple Siri, for example, mm. but even better. And um, I thought that one of the best ways to, to do that would be for listeners to obviously hear one of those voices. And so... Um, You've created one? I didn't create this voice. So we're going to be hearing uh, one of the voices that's available as a preset from a, a company called Eleven Labs. This voice happens to belong to Rachel, is her name. And she's going to be speaking to you in a mellow American accent. Mm. That was the preset. I couldn't change. In fact, all the accents were American. Um, and because we've been talking so much about AI, I thought I would use the tool that we most recently talked about, ChatGPT, to generate the text that she would read. And of course, I had to enter a query. And so what I asked ChatGPT to create is an argument, an essay that artificial intelligence today is kind of like the monster in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Wow. In the novel Frankenstein by Mary Shelley... The monster is a creation of Victor Frankenstein, who aspires to bring life to a being that is not alive. The monster is a product of Frankenstein's ambition, knowledge, and technology. Similarly today, artificial intelligence is a product of human beings' ambition, knowledge, and technology. Both the monster and AI are the result of humans attempting to play God and create something new, something that has never existed before. Both the monster and AI raise ethical questions about their creation and purpose. For example, who is responsible for their actions and what rights should they have? Furthermore, both the monster and AI have the potential to be dangerous to human beings. The monster, in the novel, is violent, destructive, and kills many people. AI, on the other hand, can lead to job displacement, be used for malicious purposes, and have unintended consequences. However, both the monster and AI also have the potential to bring positive change. The monster, in the beginning, has the capacity to learn, feel emotions, and seek companionship. AI, in the present day, is already being used to solve complex problems, improve medical diagnoses, and make our lives easier. In conclusion, there are many similarities between the monster in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and the creation of AI by human beings today. And that was... I mean, you're tempted to cite who that was. That was that was nobody. That was Chat GPT making a pretty persuasive argument there. Um, Actually, yeah, who was that that created that? Is a that's a good enough question right there. Hundreds of millions of voices um, crying out as one, extrapolated from the internet. All that information extrapolated from the internet and pre presented in such a cogent, almost <laughs> hygienic way yeah so there's no way i could have done that better i don't think well it just would it would have taken you a lot of time and you would have had a different argument so a lot of things to talk about there one of them is uh she 
that fake voice, that synthesized voice, mm. uh, references job loss. Gabe and I are sitting at the helm of a job that is going to partially go away in the future, and that's something that we have to acknowledge already. Um, many of the podcasts that people listen to are two people, a couple of people, handful of people in a room, dynamically interacting with each other, but some of them are news podcasts. And there's a real fear, and it's probably a certainty that certain podcasts in the future that you listen to will not be voiced by human beings anymore. They will be voiced by Rachel, a synthesized mellow American woman, hmm. or whatever your favorite accent is. That's one thing that's going to change in the future. Yeah, but podcasts, they're, they're there because people want to hear that voice. Are people going to want to hear Rachel? Are we going to arrive at a point in, in our world where we want to hear robots speak to it? To us? I think it, it depends on why you listen to podcasts. So if you listen for the personalities behind them, then you don't want Rachel. But if you want raw facts, information. if you want three minutes of news, uh, two minutes of straight hard information from the wires, then of course you got Rachel. And it's cheaper for everyone. Created in a perfectly objective way. There's no bias in yeah. your voice. It's just fact. Uh, yeah. The other reason I chose Frankenstein, I thought it was a fitting comparison, but also just because, and this has nothing to do with anything, I just found out that Frankenstein's castle is here in Germany. Had no idea. If you're anyone going through Frankfurt, I think it's about an hour south of Frankfurt and you can go visit it. And I'm going to do that in a couple of days. So that's kind of exciting. So <laughs> With your parents who are here outside, by the way. Oh, yes, they I had are. to mention them. Welcome to Deutsche Welle. Hey guys. So um, the other thing to, to mention there is as the AI synthesized voice said, reading the text from chat GPT, um, it can do good things and it can do bad things. These synthesized voices can also do bad things. And to give you kind of a taste for some of the bad things that are not only coming, but are already here as a result of synthesized voices. Manipulation. Yeah. What I have done is I have taken the voice of my colleague and co-moderator Gabriel Borud yeah. and synthesized it or tried my best using uh, the freely available tools. It took me, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to in total uh, to create Gabe's vo recreate Gabe's voice. So you're going to have to judge on whether or not this was effective, whether or not it sounds like you. And of course, I needed some some text for it to read. Yeah. Uh, so I, I copy pasted some text from the web and kind of, you know, tweaked it a little bit. Uh, this is a, this is my AI that's coming. This is a synthesized version of Gabriel <laughs> Borud. Hi, my name's Gabe. And you might recognize my voice because I'm the host of a podcast and radio show called Science Unscripted that's heard in countries around the world. What a lot of people don't know about me, though, is that in my free time, I like to creep around my home and act like a goblin. I don't know why, but I just enjoy doing this. Maybe it's my way of dealing with stress or something, but I do it about once a week or so. Generally, I'll carry around a sack and creep around in a sort of crouch-walking position, making goblin noises. Then I'll walk around my house and pick up various trinkets and put them in my bag while saying stuff like, I'll be having that, and laughing in my goblin voice. Sometimes I drag sticks across the floor to make new kinds of goblin music. The other day I was talking with one of my neighbors, and when she mentioned hearing weird noises coming from inside my home, it made me feel upset. So I asked her to consider how it would make her feel if one of her neighbors called one of her hobbies weird. She stopped talking after that. But I think the conversation brought us closer. Did you type that text in? So that's what's called copy pasta. Um, anyone, if you it, it, copy pasta is text originally created by some random human being in his or her basement, probably. Uh, that is nonsensical. It's funny for some reason. Did that sound like me? Your your parents are here. Give me a thumbs up. Did that sound like me? 
middle. Yeah. Middle. yeah. My mom's given a, a like a 75% and I would agree with that. It's not perfect. It had a bit of that Gabe inflection there in some of those words. Yeah. It did. And what I fed it was about four minutes of your audio. So if I had access to more Gabe, or actually I do have access. I have mm. probably access to more of your audio than anyone on planet Earth. <laughs> Um, it could have gotten better and better. And what people have started doing, and here's one of the dark sides, is they've been using this tool, as you might guess, to create fake audio from people whose voices you'd recognize. I'm going to quote an article from Vice that was talking about, in one example, a generated voice that sounds like actor Emma Watson reads a section of Mein Kampf. In another, a voice very similar to Ben Shapiro makes racist remarks about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In a third, it goes on and on. And they take famous people's voices and they make them, them say really, really nasty things. Well, this is the audio version of deepfakes. Then. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you have to be aware that this is possible so that you can be skeptical if something really outrageous is posted to and the web. It's already happening? It's already there. The company behind this is Eleven Labs. They're based out of Paris, which is kind of interesting, Gabe, because a couple weeks back we had two French researchers yeah. who were trying to create better synthesized voices we talked to them for about an hour and they're asking they're asking us about how we do things and how they could probably make their work better i'm not sure if they're involved with 11 labs but anyway the company behind it has been informed and they're now trying to find a way to to not allow this to happen i don't see how they can do and that anyone has access to this 11 labs software or? i did all of this for free okay um have fun enjoy you can do some funny things with it but uh, be aware that it also creates a different set of problems. This is the world of AI-generated synthesized voices. All right. Well, speaking of deleterious effects of technology, uh, you, you mentioned something last week about the, the most important question of our time. What's your number? Oh, right. Screen time, right? And you were talking about... How many, how many hours per week do you spend staring at your phone? On Wait, your phone. And your phone will tell you this. You can, If you're brave enough, you can look at it and realize what a horrific amount of your life is spent staring at that you have, rectangle. You, you've reduced your number? You said from two and a half down to one and a half? I was at two and a half hours per week, or sorry, per day. Yeah. And I'm more in the one hour, one and a half hour range. And the tip was that you're using a watch. Right, smart watch. right here. I've got a smartwatch. So that way, when I get messages, I can just answer them immediately and not get sucked into the vortex of my phone. I came across an article on Germany's Die Zeit weekly newspaper. That's a left-leaning paper here in Germany, comparable to the New York Times, Washington Post, that kind of thing. And they had they asked their readers what they have been doing to reduce their screen time. And they've got 33 different tips. I won't read them all here. I've got a, a bunch. Just stop me when this gets boring. But mm -hmm. these are Germans sharing the, the ways that they have been able to reduce their screen time. I deinstalled Instagram, deleted Facebook, didn't even download TikTok in the first place. Done. That was Blad21. Wait, 20, 21, 21 years old? 21 years old. That was, yeah. Getting rid of all those social D media Didn't even apps. download TikTok. Okay. WhatsApp, I only use it on my wife's phone. That automatically cuts me back. That was Fred 45. Not, not, not she, sure how that works. She cannot so be he, happy about that. So he's using his wife's phone Well, but for also, also maybe intentionally or unintentionally um, <laughs> surveilling her life. Like you can't... <laughs> and, and forcing her to become his secretary. Anyway, that was Fred. Simple solution. I deleted everything off my phone and installed the apps on my tablet. That's harder to carry around. That's Jonah, 20 years old. Huh. Just go out into nature. That's Anonymous 63 well, years old. Okay. If you, yeah. Yeah. Just go out into nature. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just find more sensible things to do. 
Clean the apartment. Order and sorting. Did order? Is that that was definitely a German <laughs> German Aufräumen, Ordnen, Sortieren. More sensible things to do. There how, you go. How, what's the age of that? Anonymous, forty-eight. Oh no, forty-eight okay. years old. 40. Just find more sensible things to clean your apartment. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I, Every day, usually, for the rest of your life. usually you want to do those things, and then you're distracted by your phone, so you don't do those. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. All right, this one's up your alley because of what you what you shared last week. Put your phone away and read a book. Anna, thirty. That's what I strive to do. Yeah. But again, what I was surprised about was the fact that, in a weird way, more technology, meaning a smartwatch, helped me do that. Yeah, I would have thought cool. the opposite was the case. Leave your smartphone at home when taking a walk, all in caps. That was Jakob 35. Totally agree, but what about the photos? I do like a good, you know, if you catch... You need to have it there to, to take a picture of a, a duck flying by or... You know. Or the sunset. We're or talking about the, the wow factor of sunsets um, mm. and sunrises. What if you want to keep that wow factor mm. in your... Yeah, that's a tough thing is I... It'd be nice sometimes if you just had that digital camera. Tobias 40 says, do not take your phone with you to bed. Okay, fair enough. That one works for me, to be honest, because I, I have a charger next to the bed and one downstairs, and if I leave it down there, no temptation. Keep your phone in a place that's far away. If it takes you a long time to get to it, that gives you time to fight the craving. That's, Thomas 27. Thomas, that's why I keep it on, on top of my chimney. <laughs> No, I, have you read that's the why as a gremlin I, I go around looking for it with my stick making my music frog and toad uh. the, old, the old books children's books where yeah. he's hiding his cookies on top of a bookshelf but then he can just go get them from the bookshelf and eat them yeah pick a hotel on vacation without Wi-Fi Jochen 41 that's a good one that's a good one that's, that's a, a very really good, good one. one in fact I remember someone saying to me that in the future a destination with no cellular service will become more valuable than the opposite I've always thought that the, the future of vacation will be locking yourself into a prison. Oh, complete sensory. Absolute isolation. Solita <laughs> solitary confinement for a week. Well, there's a tip our listeners shouldn't, shouldn't take. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to speak to someone, call them and don't send voice messages. That's Ella27. Yeah, voice messages. Mm -hmm. I, if, I, yeah. Reduce your notifications to a bare minimum. That's Maurice24. Change your phone's screen to black and white, Katarina 33. What? <laughs> I don't know. Black and white is going to make you... That's harder to look at or more annoying to look at? Or maybe you won't look at, at YouTube hmm. as much? Creative. All right, this, one's, this one is great. Willpower. Uh, German, Willenskraft. But, but that, Willpower. Yeah. But isn't that kind of the problem? But she, wrote, she does say, she admits that that's only been partially successful. That's Charlie 30. Well, yeah, and it's funny. Again, Frog and Toad, that's that's what they're talking about, willpower. But um, you have a limited amount per day, and yeah. I would say for people who are extremely busy with their lives, possibly raising children, um, it's that's exactly what you've run out of when that thing vibrates. Or well, that's kind of why you yeah. take it. Then you need it. The last two definitely run along that line. Make myself aware that I'm about to use this phone simply to deal with my emotional problems. Anonymous 31. What? Okay. You look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm, you're doing this to deal with your emotional problems? Become aware. But what if you're using your phone to look for when the bus comes, is it? That's not what An Anonymous 31 was talking about, I don't think, Connor. All I know is this doesn't help. Treating myself like I'm a disobedient child. Don't be so strict with yourself and become aware of your own inner disquietude. That's the reason why so many of us need our phones to begin with. Anonymous 43. Disquietude is a nice word. Ex In German, Unruhe. Accepting the fact that you need it sometimes. I think, I think I've, I've come to that point. 
I need a quick five minute hit. I need a 10 minute hit. I just need to zone out and look at soup stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get away. I'd be really interested to hear if any of our listeners have tips that have worked for them personally, or if anyone out there completely disagrees with us, because I know there is a generation. I, I don't, I don't like to invoke cliches like this, but I know um, some younger people don't really don't see it as a problem. Of course it's there. Hmm. Of course you use it all the time. What's, what's the matter? It's an endless source of information. It's whatever you want to do with it. Because of what you were saying before with the, uh, the, the, the positive effects of, of technology, you can do a lot more with the phone, but at some point too much can, is, you will, you will use it too much. There's no question about it. That's what you were saying last week. Yeah. It's going to be one of the defining questions of our time. Yeah, you'll fall inside your phone and end up becoming a goblin. And by the way, goblin mode was the German word of the year uh, in 2022. Goblin mode is the idea that you embrace the most disgusting aspects of your character. So the days where you don't put anything else on besides sweatpants and you look, you do nothing and eat chips and look at your phone the whole time and lay on the sofa and become a goblin. Um, so that hobby of mine that you were describing maybe isn't all that bad? <laughs> it can be. We should do that more it often? It might be something human beings need sometimes. Once a week, just go goblin? If you have anything to say on any of these topics, or uh, actually, if you are able to, please feel free to send any comments or questions you have in the form of a synthesized audio voice message. We would love to hear it. su at dw.com. Science unscripted.